Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. This week, we are joined again by Dan Hevia. Met him at PAX a couple of years ago, and ever since then, it has been nonstop communication and fun with him. So we decided to get him back on to talk about E3, get his professional opinion on what he thought, and we get we get pretty deep into some of it. So really hope you enjoy it. The first half of it's a little bit of catching up and stuff like that because like Dan and I usually do, we get lost in conversation. All of a sudden, a half hour goes by or we didn't record anything. So hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Enjoy. I noticed you have coffee. I am at... Of course. Uh, today is Friday. Yes, today is Friday. I am at... Uh, I believe it's eight weeks of... Uh, sober? I have not had, I have, yeah, eight weeks sober. I have not had coffee. I have oh. not had uh, energy drink. Um, I have not had anything. Um, so it was, God bless uh, you. holy shit. Yeah, it was, well, I was in the hospital. What? <laughs> so that was, that was part of it. Um, it, it wasn't like, like, you know, uh, let me see. I'm trying to see which, which date it was. Um, I feel like it was, yes. Okay. So it was April 16th. So yeah. So it's eight weeks. Um, <clears throat> it was right after DMX passed away. I was at the same hospital. So like when I pulled up, I was like, balloons. Oh, who's, oh, okay. I was like, I hope I, I, hope I make it. Um, but it was, I, I was in the, I was at home and I was like, just don't feel right. Like I had this like, like extra weight in my left leg, had this pain here. And I'm like, everything, everything that's telling me that like you're about to die yeah like you're <laughs> like, having a stroke you know, or something yeah 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 and um i i started checking my bp because like i used to be an emt my wife is uh is a nurse so like okay. like we have the bp cuff we have everything like we, we know how to check it and i couldn't get below like 186 over 98 huh. like i just couldn't and i was like you're gonna relax you're gonna do this uh, my doctor gave me a water pill and I took the water pill and it still stayed there. I was like, I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing it. And um, the, they, they, God bless them. White Plains hospital. They, they were so quick. They were, they ran everything under the sun, like EKG echo, um, uh, the, the x-rays, everything. Um, and they ran my bloods and everything. And the doctor came back. He was like, you're clear on everything. Okay. Well, that's he, was good. Like, he was like, are you under a lot of stress? I was like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was basically like, um, how much coffee do you drink? I was like, probably about a pot. I was like, before we get into the energy drinks, um, shout out Zoa energy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he was like, well, why don't you stop? <laughs> and he was like, and go for a walk. I was like, so you're diagnosing me with a case of the fats and uh, and a case of the too much caffeine. It's like, yeah, just like stop. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm not drinking coffee or that anymore. And I'm like, in my head, like at night, I'll be like, man, I can really go for a coffee. Yeah. Or like, you know, it's my, my son's birthday was yesterday. Uh, his birthday party is tomorrow. There's a million things I have to get done. If you can see behind me, there's like, you might see the pizza blanket, but there's also yep. like boxes in my basement. Okay. Um, and it's like, I'm sitting there going, fuck, buy a coffee right now. I probably could blow through this. Get done, yeah. 
Yeah, but then there's the other part of me that's like, I'm not going to be reliant on a substance. Right. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, but if you had that substance, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be all right. Like, You'd be good. Yeah. I had a little bit of energy drink, just a little bit. So, it's a taste. Um, it's a taste. Yeah. Just because I was like, all right, let me get a case of this, uh, of the Zoa. And, you know, it's, I think it was like, a, it's 160 milligrams of caffeine in each can but it's, which isn't you know, as it's, bad as others yeah it's yeah. all natural and all that good stuff and um i i think that like i have a problem with liquids where i'm just always drinking stuff so if i'm not drinking water i was like oh okay well i want a little flavor i'm not thinking of the caffeine yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, i want a little flavor here's a drink and but then like you know before that i had had two cups of coffee so i'm sitting there like yeah <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's been uh, something where uh, I still have to go on the walks that he recommended, but I'm just settling into the, the no coffee thing. <laughs> oh, I, I can't, like, strength and conditioning ruined me. Like, it literally fucked me up because I'm doing, like, I was there, I'd wake up, I'd have a full French press before I even got into the office. And that's at, like, 5 a.m., right? <laughs> and then you get in, we have an espresso machine. So I'm going through two or three of those. And then someone goes out and buys a bang for me and comes back at like three oh, o'clock. You know what I mean? It was literally all day, just all day long. It's like, I, I remember seeing the bang booths at, um, at uh, TwitchCon and like E3 back in the day. Like, and it was so funny because we would sit there. <clears throat> I had no idea that it was an energy drink. I had, because I just Red Bull, five-hour energy. That's mm -hmm. all I knew you know it's like and um somebody was like oh yeah dude uh like over at the booth they have the bang girls and i was like and in my head i'm like what the fuck are they doing here yeah like like i'm thinking like the boss <laughs> like i'm like what and they're like no it's an energy drink i'm like this is weird yeah like this is like not even tertially gamer related at all <laughs> they're just trying to sell caffeine is literally what they yeah, were doing they had yeah. the bang girls but like you know you hear about the band, but then you go over there's the bang boys also yeah which it's it's i'm like this is why are we here yeah like, hey they did a great job doing? branding though man they did dude they, great work they made so much money um and especially just off those booths people remembering that stuff oh yeah but i'm happy that i'm not taking this stuff in so then like now i'm more confident if i feel something with my body mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's not something you know it, it's not something from the outside so yeah. like if there's something that i'm feeling i'm going okay that that's definitely a reason to be concerned yeah yeah. because there's nothing that could have added right put me in that. yeah so, i've been it's funny you said that because recently i've been trying to get away from coffee so i've been like instead of having coffee all fucking day long i'll have coffee and then i'll like go to tea in the afternoon like a green tea or something like that, trying to like get the fix, but not it being as crazy as this. Yeah. Um, Cause it's definitely adding to like random anxiety. Just like, I got shit to do. Like, you know, so it's just, yeah, yeah I hear yeah, you. And I have like, I have enough of that already that I don't need to compound it with, right. with more stuff. So I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to do this. And then like, I really, for the most part, like, I think I had like one beer last weekend, but I haven't had any alcohol or anything like that. Although I am in a search for a particular bourbon right now that's coming out between now and the end of the month. Um, a new one? Buffalo, yeah, it's Buffalo Trace, but the distillery in Kentucky, they have um, 
one of their founders was E.H. Taylor. Okay. And they have this warehouse scene um, where it's just these barrels, they survived being in a tornado. Um, oh. All the, They've been aged 100 years. And um, they're putting out this warehouse C bourbon and there's 5,000 bottles being made. And they're retailing at like 70 bucks. But That's obviously the minute that they get to the resellers, you're talking... Uh, I saw one from previous warehouse C that were like ten thousand dollars, um, and uh, I, I I've been bantering back and forth with uh, Baron Corbin from the WWE, okay, um, because he is a huge bourbon dude. If you look at, he has a separate um, Instagram called Ignorant Gentleman, which is basically bourbon, cigars, and steaks. Let's go. Um, yeah, he um, and I think they just opened like an Etsy store and all this stuff. Oh wow! And he, this dude will wake up at like four in the morning to put a brisket in a smoker. Like the dude's Let's like go. he's but he also recognized like the resellers where it's like, like for people like him or people like me, like we would turn around and want to actually taste the bourbon, whereas the resellers will just take it or like collectors will be like, "That's on my shelf." Yep. So uh, my goal is uh, to get two bottles because I'm just going to send him one. Nice. Okay. Um, and I've been legit. I went to Buffalo Trace's uh, Instagram. Shout out to their social media team because they responded immediately and they were like, email this address um, at Buffalo Trace and um, you know they can help you try to locate where it's going to be. Because around me, there's so many liquor stores. Yeah. There's so many... You know, I've went to the small ones near me, and they're like, I have no idea what that is. So it's definitely a thing where it's going to go to the chains that have the mm-hmm. money and all that stuff. Um, and I emailed that address, and uh, Buffalo Trace, they're awesome. They're like, we can't tell you exactly where it's going to go because we don't have that information. Um, but give me your zip code. And what they did was they took my zip code, and they gave me five stores around me that have gotten releases like that before. Okay. So now those stores know me because I'm calling them every day. Do you, have it? Like, do you have it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, did this come in? They're like, they're like, we don't know, um, like things like that. We don't know when they would come in, so you just have to keep checking the store. So like, my family's gonna lose. Yeah, my family's gonna lose me for a couple of hours every day as I drive from place to place, just going around being like, so high. Like, Where I'm gonna be that creepy dude in the store. Um, but I also it's a competitive nature of me um i also part of me i really want to try it and drink it and i really want to get corbs uh a bottle so that you know he could also enjoy it but the other half of me is just a competitive motherfucker that doesn't want the resellers to get it yeah like like the same thing with ps5s i've had a list of people and I'm going in and just getting PS5s for people. Um, I have like alerts from for different tweets from people on Twitter so that you know when the PS5 restocks come, I'm right on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not reselling them. I'm literally just telling people like, what's your upper limit budget of like, if there's a bundle at Costco, it's going to cost seven hundred dollars. Right. Is that okay? And uh, it's just this competitive like I hate resellers. I just I hate it so much and like yeah. I always hated it from like from like conventions. I remember uh E3 back in the day, like 
people would take a Skylander that they got for free at E3 and they're charging 150 bucks for it. And I'm like, I would just do giveaways. (laughs) Like, so um, that's, that's part of it. But if you see me raising that glass of bourbon, then I won. Um, If not, then, you know, I failed. That's right. I'll I'll pour myself a glass of Blanton's and I'll, I'll I'll cheers you through the screen. You know? Yeah. I think part of my, my, uh, raised heart rate was the amount of tequila that I was having for a long time like the pandemic started and uh, I was just having tequila like every night yeah uh, I was, was right there like, with you the amount of Japanese whiskey yeah. bottles I went through during the pandemic was yeah like... dude it's like you know you're not going anywhere so um, that's why I look forward to in-person events again I know um, I cannot wait dude so Always. yeah but uh, otherwise um, you know I, I definitely uh, Jeff Keighley announced that the Game Awards are going to be back in person. Um, oh, huge, 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 huge! And uh, I, I'm already, I'm already planning on on being there. Nice. Um, okay. So, uh, and then I believe that there's plans for PAX West to be in person in some okay. shape. Or... I have no idea how that plays out. It's also Labor Day weekend, which immediately. Like I've never gone to Pax Prime West, whatever the hell yep. they call it. So I don't know if that's even going to be a thing for me, but um, I know that the Game Awards will be, and it'll be a nice reunion because uh, at that point it's almost two years, especially the the core group of people that are in uh, California. Yeah, um, yeah. That I, it's been two years since I've seen them. The last thing I did was Pax East where we met. Right. Um, and, uh, that was when I found out that I was definitely old. Um, cause I was like, uh, had a lot to drink one night and the next day was just in bed in the hotel room. Oh, so, I was going to say, cause you had a line out the door of people asking for your wisdom. That's what I was going to say. No, no, <laughs> no. I, that's when I got COVID. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, PAX did a really good job. I don't think there was like a single case that came out of that convention. I think that they, that was traced back i know that the week before that there was a medical convention at the bcc oh wow that was a super spreader event really yeah wow I think they said uh i, I want to say that there were sixty thousand attendees and they said uh i i I'm, i might be just pulling this number out of my ass but i think that there was like twenty thousand people that got covid coming out of that so what did you think of e3 all right um, so is it just me or was like everyone on edge with their words? It felt like everybody had everything scripted down to the second. Oh, for everything. And that was, that was a byproduct of it being a digital event now. Yeah. Right. Okay. They had time to refine these things and put these things together um, and make it pretty much the best that they can make it. Yeah. So there was uh, there was not any room for error there yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i think the person who took the most chance was um was jeff keely with summer games fest and honestly um he did that one live yeah uh, and uh just like jeff runs the game awards and i think he has a vision for what e3 should be yeah right um which is bringing a lot of people together and giving them all this information um and there's there's two different trains of thought there where 
Um, I know E3 has worked with Jeff in the past. I know that Jeff, um, you know, they, they agreed to, to part ways in terms of um, Jeff used to run the E3 Coliseum, which was fantastic. A lot of in-person interviews um, that were also streamed and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I, I think that Jeff sees the forest through the trees mm-hmm. where he can see there's a digital event where everybody gets the information just like the game awards right yeah um just no no awards in it um all of those things become important jeff understands the the value Mm -hmm. of doing the digital stuff if you think about if you look at e3 and the esa um the esa is a lobbying arm of the industry they deal with governmental affairs, right? They're not an event organization. Right. So like when they run the convention out in um, in in LA, the convention is largely run by a third party company. Like it's not like the ESA is not out there scheduling the booths, putting all those things, to, you know what I mean? Like it's outsourced to another company. Right. The problem for the ESA is <laughs> E3 generates I believe it was like 50% of their revenue for the year. So in terms of operating, they need E3 in in large, in large regard. Um, But you also have the member companies of the ESA, which are your large gaming companies who probably don't necessarily see the value in E3 being in person. A lot of them left Mm -hmm. EA left uh, Activision left Sony left. Um, Microsoft didn't leave, but they technically left, right? Because yeah, it's they were in LA Live. Yeah, you know, Sony would at least do a press conference, but they stopped doing that. And EA would do stuff in Hollywood. So um, last year, I think that one with the pandemic, they they got lucky last year that they didn't have to have an E3 mm-hmm. because Jeff left. Uh, I think they had I am eight bit scheduled, um, and I am eight bit pulled out, um, and I am eight bit wound up doing Day of the Devs with Jeff um, this year. Um, there's the, like they were lucky because I don't think that they had a real plan, and I think that from uh, I think that the ESA probably sees big names as the thing you know it looked like they were trying to make it like an influencer festival because that's probably what they were hot on right 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 um but you know they they had an opportunity this year to do some good things digitally they got the right hosts um i love greg um I, i love golden boy um i i wasn't as familiar with uh the young lady that was hosting and i unfortunately i can't remember her name um but they did a killer job. The set was great. Yeah, I um, love the, the set. Yeah, yeah. The banter, the conversations were great. The problem is that the core things that were part of E3, there's not a lot of things there. Like, and there was a you know, lot of overlap. A lot of yeah, overlap. Yeah. Yeah. And Microsoft Showcase, um, again, not an E3 showcase. They just do it during E3. And E3 in the past has been very, I would say, blessed to um, to, to have somewhat of a, a latch on, like, 
if things are happening right around the E3, it's an mm -hmm. E3 thing. And you could argue by the same vein, yes, it is, obviously. They're not going to be doing that event if E3 isn't there, right? They weren't necessarily, that wasn't going to happen. Um, it's very much the same way where, you know, you might have uh, Ring of Honor doing a show in Orlando on WrestleMania weekend. Right. It's a WrestleMania event without it being a WrestleMania event. It's the same thing. Um, the problem for them this year is that they had a competitor in summer game fest that pretty much ate their lunch when it came to the relationships with the publishers and yep. how all those things are laid out jeff's show was clear concise just hit every single thing over and over and over again so they the the things that were left for e3 there really wasn't a lot right you know um you know when jeff is able to unveil the season four warzone trailer and then have the head of call of duty on stage with him talking about a world of warzone tournament and announcing the captains yeah and activision at the same th same time doesn't give the esa or e3 the time of day it's time for them to reevaluate what they're doing yeah um and i think that they would be best served and this might not be something that the member companies want because of the expense that goes into having the event in person. Yep. Selfishly, I want the event to be in person. I want it to be in LA every year. Um, from a business side, it's very, very important to what I do to have those contacts with people, to see people in person. Shake a hand, um, yeah. Yeah, to go to the different events and just to be part of that. From a, from a other personal side, from you know, from a little age, you know, I've, I've, I enjoyed, I've enjoyed being there. Um, this year would have been my, 10th or 9th or, or something wow. like that so um selfishly i still wanted to be there and i think that the answer for them is one um back up the truck to jeff's house and give him money and assets for summer game fest um and i don't think that they should make a rip off of it to be honest yeah but if you're unveiling all of the e3 stuff that's going to be at the physical e3 then you do that before the show um and you schedule the press conferences around it i don't know if sony's ever going to do a press conference there again or they're going to do their things sony not being there this week is a huge fucking loss for sony and i'll i think so one thousand percent yeah one thousand percent they you know they they seeded uh a huge news cycle to xbox yeah um, oh true is, xbox knocked it out of the park this week multiple times and normally xbox could knock it out of the park and sony could come in with one announcement and uh it's just the media will always lean on sony's announcement there's just yeah. more hype around that but they they gave that up this week um so i would love for them to uh one have jeff run that show then do interviews with the devs and continue that digital content so fans around the globe are tied into it mm -hmm. and they're they're getting everything out of it and then the physical show i honestly think that it should be back to industry and media um as it, it, it i don't want to sound exclusionary or anything like that um but i've been saying it from the jump that show was built for sellers um buyers um you know people from walmart would show up to e3 and that would be the decision of how many copies of something that they were getting for the year. 
Wow. Okay. That's how important it was. Um, Behind closed doors meetings are either the kickoff or the entire strategy of business deals. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that happen there that get lost in the media going, E3 is irrelevant and shouldn't be done anymore. Because for the media, it's a stressful week. Yeah. Um, and I don't discount that. And if any of the media are watching, going, you don't know what it's like. I do fucking know what it's like. I used to be. That's where you started. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I used to be media. Okay. Um, I used to make the run from the West Hall to the South Hall because I fucked up my bookings and I didn't leave myself enough time to <laughs> run from the places. I would run past the food trucks, hungry as hell, hot as hell, and tired as hell. I know how it is. For a lot of the media that complains the most, it's very, very odd and hard for me to understand where they're coming from when they have judges week a couple of weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. So they've seen everything already. Right. But they're still going there. Like, it's, we shouldn't have to do this. Then, then do, do, don't go. Do, yeah. yeah, do something different. Do something different. Because, um, like, that should be the time to have games. fun if you've already seen yeah. it. Like, that's the time for you to go and literally shoot the shit and have a good time, right? Yeah. Like, And listen, there is a lot of work for the media to do, especially smaller creators who are trying to get noticed because that's the week that you're going to find yourself getting noticed the most. Right. That's the biggest opportunity that you have because all the eyes of the world are on games. So where can you go in the Google rankings, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same point, you work in games, so shut the fuck up. It's lots of fun. Um, People would kill to do it. Um, and people used to do it for free. I I'm used right. to do it for free. I, so, I would kill for it. And if anyone know, wants to fight me, I'm ready to go, baby. One on one, I'll take your spot. Let's go. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's very funny to me. Just, um, I think that a lot of, at least the higher profile media people are very eager to shit on E3 every year. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you don't have to. Like, and it goes for everything in the world. Like, you don't have to just shit on things online for fun um it's it doesn't serve anybody like, that's just become the internet it feels like especially yeah, social media I mean, you, like like you might find an audience that um enjoys you shitting on things or dunking on people or stuff like that but at the end of the day they're just as empty as you are um and you're gonna die alone so um <laughs> yeah so um i'm i'm very big on positivity but uh when i i i see some people that just seem to you know, uh, I, I hope for them that they find some happiness, mm. whether it's through therapy or something else, just find something um, because it's not it's not worth just sitting there and shitting out there. Well, I mean, we, we talked about this when I interviewed you the first time a little bit because we talked about the comparison between like the strength and conditioning world and the gaming world and like being in that and how much like gaslighting and all that shit has and it exists, you know, Um but all, all the time, are. you know, it's all the time. And so. I mean, like, as, I, I just hope that that people find some form of thing and, you know, don't wrap your life around it because uh, one day it won't be there. Like, right. I love when I see people branch out and do different fun things that are outside of their normal core. Yeah. Um, you know, Kai Green um, is. Uh, him and I are in the Shiba Inu token uh, crypto train. Um, Dogecoin? So, yeah, I I, uh, I saw Kai like, uh, we got to buy a ship and Kai's in New York. So I'm like, how the hell are you buying 
any crypto because like it's so difficult like i'm being in new york like you're not it, legally you cannot really find a way to buy a lot of these shit coins yeah um that, that they've so so nicely named them um yep. but i've been happy to get my hands on some um i got safe moon before barstool got into safe moon so i love that trend yeah um and I made a pretty penny on Doge. Um, I accidentally sold it the night that Elon was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, I I because Robinhood makes it so easy to sell. Um, so, um, but yeah, like I, I just like seeing people branch out, and that's another thing that I like about um, about Jeff Keighley and what he did with um, Summer Game Fest, because it would have been very easy for Jeff to go. Uh, I'm not doing E3 anymore. I'm not having any part of it. And um, I get to, to paraphrase, you know, it'd be very easy for him to just roll over and die, right? Mm -hmm. um, not literally, but it, it would be very easy for him to just go, well, I guess that's theirs. Um, and I have Open End Night Live for Gamescom, right? But Jeff cares about the industry enough, cares about the games and the game creators enough and the fans enough to say we got to put something together here mm -hmm. right that is putting the e3 show floor and everything that people see into one digital event um and that's that's what he did because you'll always see fragmented coverage about all these different things but you'll never see it you'll mm -hmm. never feel it you, you know um and and feel it even working he worked with xbox to put um 40 indie demos online so um the, there's definitely one person with their pulse on the thing on the things um out of those two organizations i don't want to say everybody else doesn't have their pulse on things but um i think that esa is losing the plot a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. um and if i were them i would just uh, i would try to do something robust next year in person if they make it a influencer and digital space convention uh i i think that they're on their way out <laughs> well i think uh, that they could do and we we should probably move on to games at some point here but we should pro like they're telling me there isn't a way for them to do media devs and then have like a you have a day or two of so of all of these influencers all of these streamers all of these things have them come in and have like you're going to sit on stage with this person, this person, this person, and we're going to show you the thing and like just the trailers and the new launch stuff, the stuff that they can release or they want to release to tease people to want a little bit more. Are you telling me they couldn't do that and still get a... The resistance that they'll get is from the game companies um, and the employees in those companies. Yeah. Because um, E3 is a normally a three-day in-person event, like the event, the core event at the convention center you do have the um, press conferences the days before right right normally i think it started starting on saturday right um yeah but everything that goes on in the convention center the employees from those companies and they're not all in la they're there the week before doing the load-in at the convention center yeah and a lot of them will be there in the days after so the more you extend the days there, the more people are going to be like, this, the, the value out of this is ridiculous. Yeah. And for the ESA, the cost of having the convention center 
raises the booth prices, which are already ridiculous. Right. Like you're talking EA would spend three to four million dollars on a booth. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair enough. Fair I'm, enough. I'm hoping that it switches. But yes, on to games and Xbox winning everything. Yeah. Uh, well, that's perfect because I'm going to lean on you a little bit here for the weekend stuff because I was able to catch up on Sunday. I missed a lot of Saturday, but I was able to get my hands on some of the uh, U, like the Ubisoft stuff that they did. Um, but even that was pretty... I mean, let's go right into Xbox. Let's go right into Xbox and Bethesda, stuff like that. They have some new shit coming out that actually looks pretty good. Um, they were talking about the new Elder Scrolls, the Starfield, and stuff yes. like that that's coming out. And the yeah, only it's like thing... Elder Scrolls in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is, which is sick because, I mean, like, ESO, like, Elder Scrolls, like, that die-hard just community, if they can find another way to get them to kind of transfer into something else and, like, double up, that's a win. So, for them, I don't know where they're going with it, obviously, because they only show so much, and it's always just, like, a trailer or something like that, and then, like, the host will give a little bit of banter back and forth, but that looks really, really good. Um, yeah. What did you what did you like from, like, Bethesda? Like, what was your favorite thing that came well, out of that? Because I... I liked Starfield and the, I think um, it was a very simple trailer, but you know, you have the launch date of uh, November 11th, 2022. Um, and I think the biggest piece that came out of that was um, no, it's not going to come to PlayStation. Um, and it's, <laughs> I think that people did not, anybody that thought that Bethesda games were going to come to PlayStation are sorely mistaken. Oh, yeah. um you don't spend seven billion dollars to go yeah we're gonna put it on our competitor system the f- crazy thing is is that uh they have the possibility of putting this on over a billion machines because by the time that you get to 2022 they've already announced game streaming is coming to samsung and lg tvs mm-hmm going to be on all the phones um i use it on ios in the web browser right now um if epic wins that lawsuit against apple it'll probably be in an app 100 um and they announced that they're going to be bringing game streaming to the xbox one so you can play all these new generation of games through game streaming on your old console um i don't think they could do it on the 360 i don't think the chipset is strong enough but um they the idea that people from playstation are pissed now like this is ridiculous like listen it feels good it feels good to have them mad for once you know it's like what the thing is is like it's i just don't get how you're surprised like how they 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 can sit there and be surprised like oh yeah we're not gonna no you're not sony's the worst with it they they're they're the ones that like started the whole thing there it's their fault like and if you look at it, even from the Epic lawsuit, you see that even for crossplay, Sony's charging money to enable crossplay. It's like fuck you. Yeah. Um. They've they've really lost the plot, but but we'll get to that. Um. Because they they just seem like they're they're like just focusing on these like core core games. It feels like um, Sony's turned into Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. where they're just like we have John Cena, we have Roman Reigns, fuck everybody else. <laughs> And like, and they're they're kind of like we have Horizon, and crank out another Spider-Man game. That yep. sounded like JJ uh, Jameson, sir. Um, so that was perfect. Like, yeah, uh, but like that's that it's it's very weird. But Xbox also announced Forza Horizon Five. 
looks so um, good. Which is going to oh. be in Mexico, which it looks beautiful. Um, it's wild. Um, there was another one that they announced that I thought was hilarious. I think it's called Party Animals. Yes. Um, yeah, and they were all stuffed animals. So they're just like, I was dying laughing at that trailer. Um, the Outer Worlds 2 was announced. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was just announced. Uh, I think it was the, that trailer the really, was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Just, they just laying nailed out there it on like that, that one. Like, yeah, like we haven't done anything besides yes, this. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, so um, good. it was fantastic. What I liked was um, that there wasn't a need for any Gears of War announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Gears huge Gears fan, but I'm glad that it wasn't there. Because it needs to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs to just stay in their community for now. Um, the new Halo announcement, uh, the Halo Infinite, with the gameplay... Um, I have not is- smiled at a game in so long. Because yeah. So we got a question on the podcast a couple weeks ago that we haven't been able to answer yet. But maybe we could do it right here. Like, what game changed your life? Halo literally... I mean, video games in general saved my life. Growing up, like, I was really heavy. I was bullied. No one wanted to be friends with me. But I had friends online to go to, right? Like, and then Halo happened. You back then is like me now. Cool. No, bigger. Bigger. (laughs) Like, I was... Like, if you can imagine the shortest, fattest Greek kid possible, that was me. Add 10 pounds and roll me around like a tomato. That's where I was at. It was crazy. Walking around with a bottle of Uzo looking for friends. Pretty much, yeah. At junior high. You know what I mean? So, but like, Halo... Everyone was pissed off when they first released the Halo Infinite trailer, like back when they first showed it. And everyone was like, how fucking dare you? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, guys, it still looks amazing. Like, you should be excited that I even showed you anything. Like, this is great. And like, I cannot wait for that. Like, I've been waiting for Halo, like a good online Halo. And now it's free for everybody to play. Fucking double. I mean, that's the biggest almost theme with, with Microsoft One. Um, they took the feedback from the gameplay that they revealed and they said, you know what, we're delaying this game because you got to get it right Mm -hmm. or you're screwed Um, because the last Halo was good, was not on par with what the fans wanted. Right. So as they saw that road going down with this, they said, you know what, time out. Um, And we're lucky that a company that like Microsoft owns this because they can make that call and not die. You know, a lot of companies can't do that. If you look at CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk had to come out for a reason. Um, And it's, it's pretty much, you know, I haven't heard about that game in six months. I heard, apparently they said that within the next couple of weeks, it's coming back to the PlayStation store, but it's coming with a disclaimer. That's like, this still sucks on PS4. Yeah. You shouldn't play it here. <laughs> like if your game yeah. is that de-optimized, but I digress. If you look at Microsoft saying one, they look at Fortnite and they look at Warzone and they go, well, we just make a whole multiplayer free because then you could just sell the battle passes. I think Call of Duty will eventually get there and put the uh, the multiplayer out for free. Yeah, I think um, they should. I mean... Yeah, they're going to make money uh, to, to spite themselves with it. Um, I just hope that they keep making campaigns. If you want to talk about games that change lives, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, they're oh, huge. Yeah, huge. Um, so, but Microsoft also, the thing about all these games that you and I just talked about, they're all coming to Game Pass on day one. So you don't have to spend 
60 or $70 on, on next gen or new gen or whatever we call it now. Um, you don't have to spend that $70. So that to me is absolutely huge mm-hmm. because they're not going to sit there and say, okay, well, you got to pay 70 bucks. You're going to pay $15 a month. If you're, I believe it's $15 a month if you're doing game pass ultimate, right? So you're going to spend what? A hundred and 180 bucks a year. That's three games. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like that was the same argument that I had with WWE network was one pay-per-view was 60 bucks. I paid nine ninety nine a month. I paid 120 bucks for the year. Cool. I'm set. You right. know? Yeah. Um, and they're the way that they're they're laying all these things out they're not just going with their own games too one of the things that was tucked in there that surprised me to death was back for blood from warner brothers day one on game pass and it's like wait you're you're kidding me um uh, the the deal even before e3 uh, mlb the show the the game that playstation made is coming to xbox on game pass day one and you have to pay for 70 dollars on playstation yeah that is insane to me that was a master stroke from from xbox to be able to do that yeah like it was just insane so um their whole week was great um their whole thing was great uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say like their follow-up showcase, which was yesterday, mm-hmm. um, where they showed all the gameplay and deep dove into a bunch of things, um, hosted by Paris Lilly, who is a friend of mine. I'm over the moon excited for him that he was able to um, to do that. Xbox gave him the opportunity. He knocked it out of the park. Um, he was actually able to make fun of one of our other friends, Khalif, <laughs> with like xbox's blessing uh, i don't know if you saw Hell that yeah. no i didn't know they announced that um the khalif and, and paris have this long running feud where they the other they, they basically say that the other one can't cook right um khalif made his ribs in an oven once paris was like the, nobody makes these oven ribs like they're just and it's just been this escalating thing um so they did they announced that the uh, xbox design lab is back okay um so you can make the controller so paris made huge la lakers fan made purple and gold one um and then the inscription says ka can't cook so okay i so, saw your tweet on that yeah so he was able to one xbox's official account tweeted out that picture two um on the the stream uh paris was able to explain everything and basically tell everyone that's watching this thing that Khalif can't cook. So it, it was a beautiful thing. And, um, and he knocked it out of the park. The, the question said, yes, developers were spot on. Uh, and he talked to so many different developers um, and the gameplay that we saw just from, from Halo, from uh, Age of Empires, from that's uh, a big Forza, one. Yeah. You know, it's just, they they did everything right this week um and they even announced the uh the mini fridges were coming around uh, i think december so um they've been on a roll and it looks to me i think that um as company as a company they 1000% have their finger on the pulse yeah. of what's going on and they're pivoting to make sure that they're covering all the things that they that they need to cover right and this strategy with game pass is going to be one of the biggest things that transforms the industry 
um, because people are going to wind up wanting to be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of indie developers that want that right now. The discoverability is there. Um, people are playing more games because of Game Pass. Um, well, it's like the they screen- basically took like a they basically looked at Steam and was like, okay, what is Valve doing really really well? And Valve has always been. At least in my opinion, I mean, there's a lot of people that hate the whole system that is Steam, right? Like, they just hate the whole market of it. They hate the whole, like, the little communities you can build on it and how toxic it can get and all that shit. And the UI isn't good, whatever, whatever people's arguments are. But they have been at the forefront of indie developers being able to take their game and go, here. And people see it because it, it rotates through when the second you yeah. open up Steam. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, what's this game? And now they blow yeah. up this, like, Among Us and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, crazy. And, and there are developers that are looking for that everywhere that you go. Mm-hmm. They're looking for how are we going to get to the top of this chart? How are we going to get to the top of the Twitch charts? Which is really important to a lot of people. Um, I have clients right now that that's their question um, as they're putting their games or getting ready to put their games onto the market is how do we build that consistency on Twitch? How do we be, how do, how are we always there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um if you look at the numbers, you know, if you want to get inside the top 20 of Twitch, you have to have 60,000 concurrent viewers Yeah, watching people play your game at any time. How do you do that? You know, um, and the good thing about my job is it's my job to strategize. How do you do that? Right, right. Um, you know, how many, how many people do we need? Because um, you look at streamers that have, you know, it's very easy to turn around and say, uh, Tim the Tapman has 20,000 concurrent viewers, Nick Merckx has 30,000 concurrent viewers, and XQC has 30,000 concurrent viewers. We're going to hire all three of them for a day. They're going to be at 60,000. But then the next day, they're not playing it because they're not sponsored. Right, and you're back down to zero. So now you're down at zero. So you had this huge drop. So one, it's going to skew your numbers yep. for the month. And then two, you didn't really build a community. You built a day. And there's some large-scale publishers and i'm not going to mention their names that do like to spend that big money on big people for a day or two and then walk away um i think the strategy for a lot of the companies and i'm looking at all these games that are coming out um is to build that consistency um it doesn't have to be the mega streamers right right but if if you send me out to hire a hundred people that have 200 concurrent viewers okay well now we have however many concurrent viewers that are going to be going if we can rotate these people in and out and you have them all going maybe they're all going at the same time right right so so then is their audience reacting to it because smaller streamers listen to their audience bigger than more than big streamers right Mm -hmm. there's too much chat going on in the big streamers you can't monitor it um, some people have really good moderators that can pick things out, but safer to say that they're not going to really react a lot to their audience. They'll react to their numbers dropping. Um, but for smaller streamers, they react to how their audience is, you know, what's the audience telling them? So you get all these people and maybe it's a new game and they like watching you play it and they're cool with that. So, yeah, you're not sponsored anymore, but hey, help build your audience a little bit. Right. And then on my strategy side is I watch, I monitor that person. And when they stop playing that game, I find out why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe I have their address and I send them a shirt or send them something to 
to bring them back into, oh, dude, they didn't forget about me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, it's, it's, and the opportunity is there with a lot of these games. Halo is going to get its own audience. I assume that Ninja is going to go to Halo big time. Yeah. Um, I think this is the, the really, probably the biggest Halo since he blew up. So, um, and I think that part of Microsoft's long-term strategy when they signed him at Mixer was with, with Halo. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, they killed it. Um, I know Ubisoft, um, I mean, I, it's one of those things where I, I don't know if a lot of the companies, and I'm not just calling on Ubisoft, I don't know if they really had a lot to show and they just kind of like yeah. were bringing the thing. Um, I am curious. Apparently, Just Dance works with uh, a cell phone now. Because okay. I was like, there's no, there's no, um, there's no thing for Xbox I, or PlayStation. I have a big problem with Just Dance right now. And I think I don't know if it's Just Dance or if it's more Twitch and stuff like that because of obviously, I mean, DMAC shit. Right. Um, but there's some, I mean, um, what's her name? Sia, little Sia on Twitch. Yeah. Like she created her career off of that. Like that's where she, that was her thing. And now she can't even yeah. do anything with it. And she had to step away. I think she did an announcement, I don't know, a month ago where she was like, I'm done with Just Dance stuff. Like, I can't do anything anymore yeah. because of I have to do this, the, the made for the game stuff. And it's just not the same, yeah. you know? So and it is, to me, one of the biggest strikes against Twitch for me mm-hmm. is that they have not come up with a solution for this music stuff um they are a part of the largest company in the world who has the most amount of money in the world and i think that there is a greed thing going on there right now where um they they do have their music service that's you know whatever it is yep um i forgot what it's called spotlight star search it's something I, i forgot what the hell it's called Part of me thinks that they want to build that up and build revenue off of it, which is just disrespectful to the people that stream on your platform. Yeah. Um, And they could easily turn around and put their heads together with Spotify and create a service that allows a Spotify playlist to go there. Everybody gets paid. Um, And from a technical side, there's probably a lot of legwork to do it, right? Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to the VODs, because a lot of it is people getting hit for the VODs. Mm-hmm. They're not getting hit live. The sensors for live stuff are not as good as the sensors for the VOD content. So people will get hit for their VODs. But at the same time, a lot of their stuff, you know, their history lives in in their in their VODs. Yeah. Um, so to me. I, I just I think it's shameful at this point that that Twitch hasn't um, come with something solution. out. Yeah, even to deal with yeah. the like at least like you couldn't call some kind of um what's the word I'm looking for um like label companies and stuff like that and get like those music approved for X amount or whatever. Even if it's even They're if it's like hey they take oh 100 percent 100 percent. Because like there's you people know, that are playing like Japanese music because DMCA rules for that is different, so they can get yeah. away with playing it. Like there's this whole like now micro bullshit that's going on with everything, and it's crazy. And there, listen, there are some companies that um, 
have seen an opportunity to do unique things on on Twitch, um, we were happy to work with them. Um, Arista Records, um, they did uh, they did the the soundtrack for uh, Eurovision on Netflix. Oh hell yeah! Okay, yeah, great movie. <laughs> um, but we were for for about a month or two, we were running uh, hype trains sponsored by Yaya Ding Dong. Nice. So every time people were getting um, or were running on those sub trains, the song was playing. People were dancing to it. Um, you know, people were doing full out songs if they meet if they met their whole hype train. Let's uh, go. Ninja Six One Four was was amazing with that. And before that, they did stuff with. Um, they had a song called Skechers, um, not the sneaker, but um, it was called Skechers. And uh, I, I believe that it was from uh, an Indian artist and they were just looking to make this meme happen. Um, okay. And, and one of their things was like, dude, we think this thing's blowing up on TikTok. We just want more visibility for it. And they were so cool with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that there's a big opportunity there. But like I said, it's shameful that Twitch hasn't done anything with it. Um, I think that a lot of times Twitch does a lot of lip service for a lot of things and a lot less doing. Um, And I have a lot of friends that work at Twitch. I love them to death and I know that it's not their fault. Right. Right. Um, So it's just, it's one of those things where I don't think that they look out as much as they look at revenue. Yeah. Um, And that's an Amazon thing. 100%. 100%. Plain as day. Um, They haven't gotten to the point where they, you know, have to take pee breaks and bottles yet, but they're still on they're still in Amazon. so um but yeah like uh looking at just dance um cool i guess it's nice like i don't i haven't yeah i haven't either really gotten into it um i always felt like it was weird that ub just had a booth there where people were just dancing for the entirety of e3 and i was like i'm i'm tired just watching um yeah how yeah it's at pax too like yeah yeah it's insane um but they also have um a lot of cool content like um for rainbow six um, yep um yeah the i believe it's rainbow six retaliation extraction um, right? ex- is it extraction, extraction like yeah it's like a it's like they, they did it perfectly with the pandemic you know something is retaliation i don't know what it is okay but yeah that looks cool because if you give me a really good zombies experience mixed with the rainbow six cool like give me the siege with zombies i'm in um one of the things that i really really liked that they did was actually after their show um and again this comes to like almost to to what paris was doing with the developers with uh with xbox was they had their community developers talking with um their developer their game developers yeah um and it humanizes a lot of the the community developers one that people might just see online and be like ah this this dude banned me for four days because i because I use the N-word. And it's like, why? Why did you say that? Yeah. It was like, I want to do Assassin's Creed, don't you? It's, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> um, so, like, um, it humanizes those people. It shows a lot of the, the in-depth stuff of how they get to things. Because, spoiler, making games, not easy. Um, and uh, I think that it got even more difficult during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons that this week might have felt so light to people yeah you know um it was almost well, what was the point well let's well we're coming back <laughs> you know um so there's there's ubisoft's conference 
nothing really crazy stood out to me. No, I'm yeah. glad there's a new snowboarding game, but I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Unless it's SSX Tricky, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I want Tricky back. I want the whole soundtrack for Tricky. Whitelist it with Twitch and let's snowboard. Um, send me to Garibaldi right now. Um, so uh, other than that, I think that um, Summer Game Fest was it. Elden Ring. Elden Ring um, looks sick. I'm not going to yeah. lie, actually. Yeah. It looks amazing. And one of the things that was the greatest thing to see was you watch Jeff's excitement at announcing this. Yeah. He knew how important it was to the community and he knew how excited he was. Like you could just see it bursting through that. Um, so uh, Elden Ring being announced was exciting. And the cool um, thing about that, so I actually wrote this down, like it's like Dark Souls meets the darkest parts of Game of Thrones, which yes. is fucking scary to think about. Because yeah. it was George R.R. Yeah. R. Martin and Miyazaki who does it. And if anybody knows those names, it's like they helped yeah. with the game development. Like that game is going to be an S tier game the second and it gets I released. Normally, I normally do not get into games like that at all. I normally don't. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to try this thing. Looks sick. I'm going to try this thing. And honestly, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Xbox make a play to put that on Game Pass Day 1. Oh, yeah. Um, It would be really, like, it would be really, really funny, um, but I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, And then, I mean, you did have the PC Gamer Show. Um, Did you see that one at all? I didn't. That was one of the days that I missed. I missed that. that, That's why I'm leaning on you. That's why, you know, the guest host himself is here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, there, uh, like, I, I don't remember a lot of this stuff because there's so much stuff in the PC gaming show. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, New Blood Interactive just continues to kick ass. Um, yep. The things that they're doing, um, they went from publishing, I think it was just one game, uh, Dusk, to they're working on so much stuff now. Um, and uh, the the majority of them, the vast majority, I believe, are in New Zealand. Uh, Dave Oshry is a friend of mine. He runs the company um, while he's uh, a director of another game company. Like it's wow, that's you know the the boy doesn't stop. Um, but uh, they did uh, the extended. Uh, they were looking at Gloomwood, which is one of their next um, flagship titles, okay. which looks badass. You should Google it; it's amazing. Um, and then I know for him. Uh, during the show, they 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 decided to make it fun. Um, they uh, the host of the PC Gamer show was like, "Dave, I'm sorry, but Gabe Newell wants to announce something, so we're bumping you." And uh, and Dave was like, "We worked all fucking year for this." <laughs> um, and I think he had a website ready to go, which was we worked a year for this dot com, which probably oh, went yeah. to their game stuff. Dave owns so many. Um, different urls um it's it's just hilarious because it's all riffs off of other games right so i think uh it might be dusk um the url for it is doom noir uh um, so like it's just it's always playing off these other games um what what was i think it was like dead space in space or something like that or or you know he just he buys urls like crazy um, their main URL is we hate dot money. So it's like the tagline is always we love you and we hate dot money. Hell yeah. Okay, so, I like uh, that. Yeah. And uh, 
there he he was like they worked hard to get everything ready for that show um and if you ask him when dusk is launching on switch he'll delay the game again so ask him when dusk is releasing on switch because i find it really funny because i text him at least uh once a week like when is this coming to switch because i don't have PC. Right. I'm never get PC, PC gamer. Uh, I love all of you PC gamers, you fucking nerds. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> very, PC, very PC games nerds. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I used to, but I just I don't have room for it in my life. Um, that's part of why I got an iPad Pro, man. I can play my Xbox on my iPad Pro. That is cool. So it's it's uh, my wife takes over the TV and plays Animal Crossing. And uh, I'll sit in the corner with my little iPad Pro, like hey, man. play more, more Hey man, whatever works. It, honestly, it, it feels good. It feels good. So, so what did uh, you think? This is like we're doing a little shift here, unless unless there's more for that that you no, want to keep no, going. Fine. In television, the Amico thoughts. I I here's the thing. I want it to do well. Yeah. I don't know if it's something for the climate that we're in. You know what I mean? It's it it, it feels like Quibi. Okay. If you remember Quibi, Quibi was going to be these ten minute shows, right? Yeah. They're built for a mobile phone. Yeah. But then we had a pandemic right when they launched. <laughs> yeah. So nobody was. This wasn't. No, nobody could watch something on their commute, right? Yeah. And Quibi shut down real quick. Um, I think that in television will definitely do better than the Ouya. I don't think that it'll shut down <laughs> that quick, right? Um, and I want them to be successful with it. The tech looks great. Um, there's also, there's another thing that was like a wind-up one for indie games. I forgot what it was called. Um, but I just don't know if the climate's there. Yeah, I think I think they were banking on, because everything that's happening and things are opening up again and people are going to want to spend time with each other, that they're hoping that this is going to take over. And I think it's more, I mean, it definitely seems a lot more, whether they said it wasn't or not, directed towards kids, right? So that's why I wanted to ask you this, because with you, with your kids, like, is this something that is interesting to you? Or just like, well, I have a Switch, so what's the point? You know, like... It's, it's probably the latter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really on my radar. It looks beautiful. Uh, I like the tech, but they have the Switch. Yeah. Um, they have the switch and they're they're taking the car every morning, um, you know, on the way to school, yep. playing at crossing or last night uh we got them Mario versus Rabbids or okay. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle was on sale. Um so I put it on both of theirs. It was fifteen bucks for the whole bundle. So I put it on both and of theirs. That was the one that they that was the one that they announced this weekend too, right? They announced number yeah. two is coming out. So okay. My son was uh, over the moon. He's sitting there like, what? Yeah. What is this? And then uh, he saw it in the store last night. Because as many times as I tell him, don't go into the eShop. Yeah. You can't read. Um, <laughs> you can't still, read. He still goes in there. He actually uh, he downloaded uh, Knockout City. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and he, I'm like, I'm like, what, what are you doing? And he, I'm like, you can't just download whatever you want. And he was like, it was free. I'm like, it's free up to level 25. Okay. And then they're going to ask you to pay and you're going to wind up paying. And yeah. that's how I'm going to spend a bunch of money because you're going to buy hollow bucks and style chips and all this stuff <laughs> because you can't read. 
Um, so and just to be clear for anybody that's watching, my son just turned five. I'm not like making fun of a child that has like a learning issue or anything. <laughs> he literally can't read. Oh um, god. So, so it's because so listen, sometimes people I've seen people cut up podcasts oh, the yeah. wrong way before. Of but course. he's making fun of this special needs kid. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. He's mine. He's not special needs. Um, he's just my favorite. Um, and he can't read. So, um, but he, the the wildest thing was he can't read. We got him the switch because he was taking my wife's switch. Yeah. And just doing whatever he wanted to her island. Okay. And when I go to him and I'm like, he's crafting something, right? And I'm like, how are you how are you building the strong shelter? He goes, three sticks, two iron nuggets. And I'm like, you can't read. How? But he just knows. He's just seeing it and he knows exactly. That's and Nintendo, he'll, he'll, man. He'll go up to my wife and be like, what is what is that thing? It's iron nuggets. So he'll remember it. But then he's remembering all the formulas for the things to craft. So I'm like, all right, like one, we need to get you books. Um, <laughs> two, like stop remembering formulas before you're like baby Ted Kaczynski. Um, so like just, you know, uh, so the, the, the Intellivision, um, I hope it's successful. If it comes across my radar as something as a need, I'll probably take a larger look at buying it. But yeah, yeah. now there's just no... You know, I got enough shit in this house. I got three I Nintendo you. Switches. I hear you. you know, um, which apparently are hard to come by right now. It feels like everything is. So they were, they were. Uh, we decided to buy him one for his birthday, which was yesterday, but we bought it a month ago. And uh, every GameStop, every Best Buy, every Target near me sold out. Um, lucky enough that I live right outside of the Bronx, so Manhattan's just you know about 30 minutes away right and i called the nintendo store in rockefeller center and i was like do you have any switches in stock and they're like yeah like we're fucking nintendo (laughs) understood and you know we we hopped in the car and we went down there and he got to see the huge statue of bowser and oh yeah nice statue of all these different things so it was a fun trip for him um on a on a random sunday night as they were closing so as you can see I'm mildly scattered brain as a father. I'm like, they're closing. Get inside. We gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, go fucking hug Bowser. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's been it, it's it, it was interesting, but like for that and for all these other peripherals or consoles, it's like I don't know. I just saw Turtle Beach put out a controller. Yeah. Uh, and they put out a flight stick, and I'm like why why yeah i know you as audio you're like masters of audio why um they're trying they're just they're probably testing stuff but yeah i understand i don't think expand your business um but i mean with the amount of like sponsorships going out with like scuff and stuff like that like i don't know if they'll be able to really get into that market because even their headsets like you have to go to their top tier for it to be like high quality last you a long time because i've had Uh like 10 turtle beach headsets through my xbox and it's like, oh, the head snapped. I did this too hard, and it was, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. so. Yeah. And I have the stealth. I, I forgot which ones they were. I had an older pair of Turtle Beaches that were probably like a $200 pair. 
they lasted for eight years. Um, and then the new one I got, I had to call them within a week. And I was like, there's just, there's no audio. Yeah, yeah. Like, send it to us and we'll send it back. So um, I, I, I don't, like, I saw the controller, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't even like how the controller looked. Yeah. Um, it felt like Mad Cats, but not good Mad Cats. Uh-huh. Um, and the flight stick is great. Um, that's another thing coming from Microsoft. Day one to Game Pass uh, Flight Simulator, um, which looks wildly impressive. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, with like peripherals and whatnot, I'm always like, Ugh. Yeah. Like, if you send me you one, I'll try to. it. Yeah. Yeah, like, you don't have to. You know, like, there's... But uh, they do want to expand their business, and they probably did enough ROI or or R and D that there's like okay, even if we get X percentage of the market, that will be a profit of X. Right, right, right. So somebody said it was worth it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I was a little upset by Capcom, so we don't even have to get into that. I mean, they talked about the Great Ace Attorney coming out, that new one, and there's like there's nothing. Nothing there. I mean, it was interesting with like the Sherlock Holmes twist on it, or what was yeah. it? Not Sherlock Holmes. What do they call him? Sherlock Sholmes or something like that. They called them yeah. and it was, whatever. It's like one of the things. Why are you here? Yeah, they announced like the DLC content for Resident Evil Village. That was basically it there. Um, that game I mean, died so quickly. Yeah, it was like I, I wow, big died. vampire mommy, and that was like the big meme with everything. That's why everyone wanted to play it. Like, yeah, just. Lady thick- Dick yeah yeah whatever they're calling her now you know step on me yeah. like whatever but once they had the dude from jurassic park laying on her ass as the meme that was like i'm i'm good i get it now this this um, was worth this is worth every cent yeah this is good yeah i don't want to say that it's dead because i hate the term dead game um but it, the the hype for it definitely was, was very quick. very yeah in and out well, it seems like a lot of people were excited about DLC stuff, so hopefully they, because apparently they left a lot of it unanswered. I didn't play it. I don't. I haven't played Resident Evil since like it's a good path Dreamcast. To, to take when like, people are buying seventy dollars games, yeah, leave a lot unanswered. <laughs> yeah, and we'll pay, we'll make you pay more for more. Yeah. So, um, I was gonna talk about Razer, but I don't think that's really necessary. They literally just came out. We're like laptop, woohoo, AMD. That's, How many yeah. R- RBGs are are RGBs on there? All of them. That's all we need to know. Yeah, all uh, of them. Lights. Um, yeah, like, the the funny thing for those, again, like Razer, they're better served by the show floor. Mm-hmm. They're not served in a digital capacity. Because you got to get your hands on it and play with it and yeah. want it, right? Like, And that's why PAX was always such a great thing, because, like, you go in and yeah. Elgato's teaming up with Corsair, and you go in and you're like, okay, I can touch this now. And like, yeah. kind of try to break it, even though they're looking at you and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff that you actually get to really like, you know. I mean, it's like it's like, oh, you want to try my pie? Here's a piece, and you make them taste, yeah. it and you're like, I want the whole thing, even if it sucks. But like that moment, you know? Exactly. It's just, I don't know. And it's and things like that. It's like I almost feel bad for those companies because they were definitely promised something for me three. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, they probably didn't get best served by it. Yeah. All right, Nintendo. There was a lot of new, or should I say re-release videos of things that are coming out, and they kind of, gotta give Nintendo credit. 
them and Xbox, I think, had the best presentation. They're always very clean, yeah. very straight up. They have exactly what they want to say done, and it's just in and out. Um, yeah. But I mean, besides that, the Game and Watch Zelda thing looked cool. Uh, that was a really cool collector's yeah. item for people. Yeah, that'll um, be one of those things that resellers get their hands on. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The biggest thing was Breath of the Wild too. Like they actually showed more of that, and I think that's. A, I think I mean because Breath of the Wild, people are still playing it on Twitch. And people yeah. are still watching it, yeah. you know. So it's and I wish that they had shown more. Mm -hmm. um, this does feel like Nintendo said we have to do a direct for E three, and what's the limited amount of things that we could show? Yeah. Um, but seeing Breath of the Wild two is very good. Um, I hope that it comes out next year. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if things if you don't see things until twenty twenty three. Um, it just, it, it's, it, you have to remember that we're in a freaking pandemic. Yeah. And as much as the United States seems to knock on wood be on the other side of that right now, um, there's a lot of places that are not. There's a lot of places that don't have the vaccines. Um, even our neighbors to the north, Canada, I know a lot of people that are like, I'm still freaking waiting for my first vaccine. Yeah. So, how does that affect game development? How did it affect game development in Japan? You know, where where are we at with with Breath slow, of the Wild? So, very slow, yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of things that, you know, when I look at the Xbox conference too, a lot of release dates there. Do we see Starfield in November of 2022? I hope so. Yeah. Um, but if Bethesda's history is anything, um, it might be a little bit later. Yeah. Um, it might be a little bit later. And if Microsoft wants to make sure, Hey, it gets done right. Then it might be a little bit later. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I, other than that, like with, with Nintendo's conference, I don't really think that there was anything in there that stood out to me like crazy. Yeah. Like I know Mario golf is coming. Um, my son won't stop talking about that. Um, there was not animal crossing. Nope. So huge disappointment. From my uh, Skyward Sword remake, the HD is coming out, yeah, which is like remakes. Like, yeah, it's it's always gonna have that. Everyone's gonna want it because the lovers of that and the, the diehards are gonna want it, so they know, right? And that was that was the beginning of the Switch. Honestly, they had a couple of big name releases, and then it was just like, here's a bunch of old content. Take it back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But and no, but I'm right there with you. Off the Wii U also. Yeah. So, like, and then, I guess the last but not least, Bandai Namco. They had, um, I mean, I don't know how into that side of the market you are with them. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even watch that one. So, okay, so yeah. for me, for me, and I, I assume for the weebs of the, the half of the podcast, you know, um, <laughs> DBZ Kakarot came out a while ago. It was like a year ago, I think it was, that came out. Um, and everyone fucking hated it. As far as I know, people just did not like it. They were like, you guys tried way too hard. This isn't a Dragon Ball Z game. What the frick? Um, but they announced like a DLC, like the third DLC for it. And there's a, there's this. I know you're not a big anime guy. So this is kind of just me on this side. But there was a whole storyline during the, like the Android saga where Cell, like Future Trunks came the from the future to come back to save Goku and all this stuff. And like, we're finally getting a game that shows that storyline. Like, him in the future where everything goes to hell, which is a really cool thing because I'm like, they need to make a show of this. They need to make some kind of spinoff. And here, right when I say it, E3 comes out and was like, surprise DLC. And I'm like, all right, now do I want to get this just for that? Like, did they give a release date? 
Um, I don't remember. To be honest, I'll have to look that up again. I think it's. Yeah, it's... I was worried with release dates. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't that's remember. the one thing, for, especially for stuff like that. That like they know it sounds like they screwed up with their audience, so now they have to definitely fix it. So I'm always like on my heels, like, hmm, yeah, are they gonna have a release date? It says it said June 11th. What? That's what it said. So maybe it just came out. That's wild. So unless that changed, but I don't know why they would have like the trailer in it was like a release trailer in this and if it came out on the 11th what are they just surprised it's on the market like you know well that is something that does happen sometimes but with smaller stuff okay so i wouldn't be surprised i've been pushing for i want rockstar to announce grand theft auto 6 like that yeah, yeah don't yeah. even tell anybody you're making it don't tell anybody what it is put out a trailer and just put it out today <laughs> And just surprise yeah just watch what happens available digitally today yeah and it'd be like what the hell yeah um i wanted them to do that with red dead redemption too when they put okay. just the silhouette i was like they're gonna do it they're they're the only company that could do this because if you think about it rockstar is really the only company that could turn around a triple a franchise yeah go go yeah it's out all right <laughs> Dude, Rockstar always does things so weird, dude. Like, it's yeah, so it's, weird. Honestly, they have the coolest stuff, but they do the most milk toast marketing for it. Yeah. Where it's just like, they're like, it's always the announced trailer. And then it's a narrator doing other videos going, today we're going to talk about what's next in Grand Theft Auto 6. You can have, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, do something fun. Just hire Ice Cube to fucking narrate or something. Like, do something. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, I I still want them to do that. But that game might be out. So, okay. All right. And then um, House of Ashes. Did you see this at all? You see anything? I know that name for some reason. I feel like I saw it, but I'm not sure. So, it's like a narrative based kind of shooter based kind of thing. It's it's at the end of the Iraq war in 2003. And you're like this, it's, I believe you're an American unit and you're going in to like, try to do something and you be, get against this resistance with like some, Ira- like a small Iraqi unit. And then something happens. You fall into like these ruins uh-huh. and it's like either infested or there's only one. You don't really know. They don't release too much. And it's like of like these like weird monster vampire zombie flying things in the dark. And it's you trying to get everybody out. But the game, the game developers were like, there's no fucking way you're getting everybody out, but we want you to try. Because there's like 60 different ways for you to die. There's a bunch of different endings. There's like a bunch of shit. And because of the way the game is made and the 360 view they've added into it, there's moments where like one of your soldiers might have fallen somewhere else and come around the corner and you have to be like, do I try to talk to it and be like, are you one of us or are you going to shoot it right away and be a zombie? And it's one of those monster things. So it like adds in this weird, like silhouette, evil darkness thing. It's made by um, the dark pictures anthology. Interesting. Yeah. So it's very, very yeah, that dark. Like something that I can get into. Yeah. It looks really cool. Uh, and that was, that was Namco was announcing that or not? Yeah. So they work together with uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, I guess, and they're just like maybe like oh. putting it out for them or something. But that's something that I can get into. Yeah, one thousand percent. So it looks cool. It looks cool. It makes me feel like the what is it? This war of mine or the war of mine? 
um that came out like years ago but it was just really really good i like the idea of like a narrative based and driven game that still has like a shooting aspect to it like that i like that a lot because i can't get into like um what was it um like the anime one that everyone loves um persona persona Oh, Persona? Like, because yeah. that's really, really narrative-based. Like, narrative-based. And like, yeah. I can't... Like, there's fighting in it, but, like, it takes so much of me to, like, get involved in that that I can't... If I feel like, if I feel like I'm watching a stop-start movie where I have to barely participate, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'd rather go read like, a Goosebumps book. Like... Yeah, like, my brain know. just shuts down, especially, like, I play, like, Call of Duty, and, like, I see my wife, like, playing Animal Crossing, and she's, like catching fish and i'm like how are you not trying to kill the fish yeah like, yeah. like why aren't you shooting the tree like, like the only game i could do would be like like runescape was one that i've loved right i loved runescape yeah. but like even wow right like wow had the farming to it but there's more to that you know like there was the pvp yeah. aspect to it there was the pve doing dungeons all that shit so yeah but there's been so many times that i've googled um what game is animal crossing with violence like yeah because i'm like i'm like i need just a little bit and the majority the majority of the responses are grand theft auto online yeah (laughs) because like you're building a house you're building money getting cars doing all this stuff but you can go do stuff i think somebody did a mashup of animal crossing gta which i was like i want that that's hilarious that'd be a sick mod dude just literally mod out gta as animal crossing someone needs to do that snuff out animal animal yeah someone needs to do that that'd be hilarious (laughs) but that's it man i mean anything else that you think that it was it was a light week because it's a light year um yeah i think um the biggest losers out of the week were Sony. Um, you could have brought something. Yeah. Um, I think that they have a, a they have a disdain for E3 at this point, which is fine. You know, cool. But at the same point, um, you basically gave over an entire news cycle for a long time until you announce something or do something. Yeah to uh to your competitors um and to me it very much feels like sony is going well we had the ps4 you guys will all want the ps5 we know you do and uh you know go buy our shit yeah but they're they're not they're not giving a lot of stuff to the community yeah to kind of hang their hat on like god of war will come um we don't know when i think it was just delayed um you know, the the PS5, um, they're not going to have enough supply to meet demand um, throughout 2022. Right, right. So they might be caught up by the end of 2022, but you don't, we don't know. Right. So they're obviously selling consoles, but it sounds like they are um, very much looking at just redoing certain IPs. Um, the last I heard, they were doing a, a remake, not a remake. Um, well, I guess a remake or a, a next gen make of The Last of Us, mm-hmm. which came out eight years ago. Like, it, that's just. Yeah. When they announced absurd. that, I was. Yeah. It's, is that because of the success know, of the second one that they were like, we need to do this because now it's hot? Like, is that. They're, they're, they're going back to the well, yeah. which is very weird. But there is the rumor that Kojima is working on Silent Hill. Hmm. Um, 
there is a whole conspiracy theory about it online. If you pull it up, it's wildly hilarious um, because there is a video game company that uh, I think it's called Blue Box. Yeah, that is uh, is apparently making a game. They said it starts with an S and ends with an L, but then they were like, "No, it's not Silent Hill." But um, the there's only one listed employee of that company. Yeah, um, and when you that person's last name when you translate Kojima into Turkish is that guy's last name. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Very much what what he did with Death Stranding. Uh, when he had that fake game company and he had to wrap around his face the entire time. And okay. He was uh, a whole different developer and it was a whole different studio. Very much feels like that. So um, I think that they might have those aces up their sleeve, but I do feel like um, they are, uh, they've almost flipped uh, ideologies with uh, Xbox that the, the Xbox that was launching the Xbox one, um, right, the right. Diamond era. I okay. think that they very much flipped ideologies there and it might come to bite them in the ass because um, I think Game Pass is the future. And if they're not on top of it, um, then they're going to have a problem. So um, otherwise, it was a light week. I know people were yeah. disappointed with you three, but it's like they can't all be winners, folks. That's true. Um, That's true. And the year after a console launches, typically a very light e3 yeah so um we got what we got last year and we'll uh hopefully get more stuff going forward hopefully uh e3 finds a way to work with jeff Keeley next year um yeah. it, i don't think that it has to be the other way around jeff it does not be. yeah jeff yeah. does not need e3 at this point um and summer game fest is going to be much bigger than um than they think Right. Uh, the streaming numbers at 3 p.m. an hour into the show, there were 1.5 million people watching that concurrently. So the, uh, the they should make the call, um, and uh, then it's Jeff's to answer, and uh, and he might not want to do it, and that that's totally fine. But uh, I, th I think that we, we got the bulk of what we got that day. Yeah. And then Xbox killed it. So uh, they, they nailed it. And hopefully next year we get an in-person event. And uh, that'd be nice. We could all have some fun. You should come out. I would too. love to. No, I 100% would love yeah. to. Dude, yeah. You got you to gotta get in and register and get all those fun things happening. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to put you on speed dial and try to figure it out. So. Yeah, I'll buy you a drink. Not coffee or energy drinks. W, it's fine. But I'm in. I'll, I'll buy you a drink. Um, yeah. So, I mean, next we look at opening night live for Gamescom, and uh, again, that's going to be Jeff putting together a show and and marching us towards the uh, the holiday season and yep. uh, the end of the year. So, uh, August is that, and uh, maybe Sony comes with some news in between then. But yeah, uh, the way that I see it is they missed out uh, Xbox One. I hate saying that, you know, that somebody's winning or losing or anything like that. I think that that's all stupid, but it's overdue um, though, man. Xbox yeah, is overdue. So yeah. The most concise show that I have seen them put on ever. Um, and just nailed everything. And knowing that all these games, it's pretty much one a month, one large title per month for the rest of the year is coming to game pass day and date. So 
you you really can't beat that value. No, so at all. Yeah, and, uh, it's it, it it'll be fun to see what happens. All right. Everybody, go check out the other. There's a bunch of easy reviews. There's like seven minute videos, ten minute videos of each yeah. day on YouTube. Like, there's very easy ways to go get a lot more information. There was a shit ton of other games that, like, especially Nintendo put out. There was one that I was trying to find. I couldn't remember what it was. You know, the haunted uh mountain in Japan. There's like they call it a no. suicide forest. So there's like a suicide forest that like people Isn't that go. The Logan Paul forest. Yes. Yeah. So they made a game <laughs> based off of like you doing like going in and trying to figure stuff out and now it's haunted and you have a camera that gets rid of I like thought, I thought you were going the other way with that. Oh no. Like, they no, made no. a game where you go into the forest. As Logan Paul. Uh yeah. Uh, and you're just done. <laughs> no, and I was trying to find it. I had a whole thing on it, but there's like a bunch of like weird niche ones. There was a whole indie showcase thing that they did and they were trying to bring light to indie showcase stuff and indie developers and do they enjoy being called indie developers. There was a bunch of shit that we didn't cover. Uh but Time doesn't wait for us, so we got to do what we yeah. can with what we got. So, Dan, appreciate you being the first official guest host. Welcome back as well. Oh, and yes. hopefully we'll see you for a game. Maybe we'll do a Gamescom one also. Maybe we'll do something with that. Yeah, That'd be kind of fun. I'm totally down to do it, and I'll make sure that my iPad has internet that actually works. Yeah, either mm -hmm. that or I'm just going to drive out there with my camera, and we'll just set it up and figure That's it out. That's totally fine. Yeah, so we'll figure something in my basement. Deal. Fantastic. 100%. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Good well, talk to you, man. likewise. And appreciate you guys. Be healthy, stay healthy, keep lifting each other, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.